And once we get that packed up, we'll move to the third row. Don't be scared. Nobody that I know of bites an elevator. All right, all right. All right. How's everybody doing? You guys still sleep, huh? How's everybody doing? All right, this is Friday. That's what I'm talking about. So when I say elevate, y'all say what? Yes, man, elevate. Yes, let me hear this side, man. We got like a bunch of girls right here. I want to see how this sounds. When I say what? Elevate. As you guys can see, majority girls, that's what happens, right? So we got a bunch of guys like right here, man. So elevate. Ooh, I'm sorry, ladies. The guys did their thing, man. Huh? All right, elevate. Elevate. Now, everybody, elevate. Elevate. That's what I'm talking about, man. So this is what we do. We got some prizes to elevate. If you bring one visitor, you get candy for both you, both of you, you and, you know, the visitor. And then uh, bring the most friends on an E-night and get a gift card to, to the hip for $25. How many like the hip? How many people know where the hip is at? Because some of you are like, I don't even know what the hip. I'm already hip. What is the hip, right? It's okay. It's going to be all right. Talk to Ellie. He got you, right? He'll, he'll break that down for you, man. So uh, moving on here, here in Elevate, we have a uh, Effusion Night come February 5th, right? Give it up for Effusion Night. Come on. So what? Next week, yeah, next week. Did I, I said, oh, I said February 5th, right? Next week, right? So what Effusion Night is, we go all out for Jesus, right? So things are a little bit extended. Worship is a little bit extended. As you guys seen today, like I was just caught up in like the third heaven. I was like, Jesus, I surrender. And I kind of took too long. Well, next week, I don't have to worry about that because it goes a little bit longer. And I'm like, man, God, just take all of me. God, just change me, right? So that's where we want to go next week. We want to go the extra mile with Jesus on an effusion night. And the purpose of this is to bring all your friends, right? Invite your teacher. Invite all your friends. Invite the person that doesn't want to talk to nobody in your class. Invite that guy. He needs Jesus, just like the popular guy needs Jesus. So the challenge is bring the most friends next week, right, and win a prize. Right? How many like prizes? All right, let's do this, right? Now, we're not doing it for the prize. We're doing it for who? That's what I'm talking about. Somebody said, Candy, I rebuke you, right? No. So the vision here, we have loving God and loving people, right? So we love, 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 love. That's what I'm talking about. That is our vision here at Elevate and Metro Praise International. From uh, loving God and loving people, sorry about that. From loving God and loving people, we move on to a discipleship strategy. And we have a three-fold strategy here. And the first one is connect. Everybody say connect, right? We connect you to life groups, right? Which life groups, we will talk about in the next slide, but that's how we connect people. We connect them to the cross and then connect them to life group, right? So they can be connected to the church. From there, we mentor you. And this mentorship comes through the one-on-one and the two-on-one, right? We do one-on-one. -on -one. It'll be like, let's say if I was a female, it'll be me and I call her Avatar, right? Give it up for Avatar, right? So it'll be me, Avatar, one-on-one. -on -one. Avatar be doing her thing, flying and stuff, acting up. 
we'll be doing one-on-one, -on -one, and then the two-on-one goes on two, it's like two-on-one or like a class setting, right? Which is awesome, takes you to the next level. It's like you become a black belt for Jesus, ready to knock out the enemy, all right? And then we send you out to go do the same thing that somebody did with you, all right? How many know it's better to give than receive, right? That's what we up to here. Wow, this is awesome. How many like our slides, right? These slides are all retro to the full, right? And I go here and elevate is 100,000 disciples, 50 churches in Chicago, and 500 around the world. If you believe that, say amen. Yes, God is able. So now, if we all can stand for tithes and offerings. So I'm going to see who I can ask, man. All right? Can you raise your hand, Riffin? Here, can, can you jump over here? So you're all excited. What is a tithe and an offering? Before I could even say tithe, she was like, yes, right here. Boom. All right, what is it? 10% of the total income. All that you can offer uh, for your tithe. Yes, man, give it up. Come on, somebody. Yes, 10% of your total income, and she said that. Praise the Lord, right? So right here we have an example. God have mercy. 10% of one, what is that, like a billion, right? One, that's a billion. You try to trick me, dude. All right, so what is 10%? Come on with it. A uh, hundred million? He said a hundred million. That don't sound right. I don't know. There he goes, a hundred million. Give it up for him. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Praise God, man. I know, right? I wish I had a hundred million. Come on, somebody. All right, so follow us on social media, Facebook, Elevate Chicago. If you got, you guys are always on Facebook, right? We got people on Facebook like right now. Somewhere in the crowd, somebody's on Facebook, right? Go on to Elevate Chicago, click that like button, and begin to interact with Elevate Chicago, right? And then on, on uh, what is that, Instagram, Elevate X Chicago. Come on, somebody. And then uh, from here, we going on to a young scripture, prayer. We don't have a scripture anymore. God have mercy, right? All right, let's bow our heads and close our eyes for some prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, God. We thank you for all the avenues we're able to just connect with people and, and connect people to you, God. And we just pray that you would have your way now, God, with tithes and offerings, Lord, that you would bless the giver, God. And uh, let his cup overflow, Lord God. Bless their parents, Lord God Almighty. Give them jobs, Father God. Provide, Lord. And when you do so, Lord God, let them, Lord God, to turn back and to praise and give you all the glory and the honor, Father God, including their lives, God, and to be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen. Come on, somebody. So come up as you give. There's Matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, only rapper. Last May, seen a jackpot link and they hit play. Went to Google Play, you was history that day. Sorted it by genre, hip-hop, he had J. Uh, added Nevada's assassin like mathematics. Both sides blackish. Old fish burn when it's raining acid. No chance for all you rappers. Subtracted your track and deleted the cache. Uh, deleted for no reason, you seen he had mad space. Like chin to brim up your hat space when you fill it with that face. Backspace. Oh, they mad? Oh, they bad? Don't say that, take it back. I need you to have grace. He don't really listen to rapping. Give him compassion as he's cleaning out of trash with the track on your last tape. Sucker MC, Jam 15, King Day, King of Kings Day. Freedom at last is first place. Hashtag same team for the direction. Barely, barely Alrighty, guys, we are going to do something very special. He's not even ready for this, but I'm going to put him on the spot. Lawrence, I'm calling Lawrence up to the front. Come on, Lawrence. Everybody give it for Lawrence. We can go to that slide. 
pattern and the description. It is time. Or flip the turtle. He ain't even ready. He ain't even ready. Okay. Here's the rules. Basically, all you have to do is have Lawrence. Lawrence is going to be on all fours. And all you have to do is get him on his back. If you get him on his back, you win. But he can defend himself up until the time, or he can get you on your back. Either way, then you lose, all right? So we need one volunteer who thinks they got it. One volunteer. I see Manny. I want to see Manny come up and do this. Eric, give for Manny. Woo! All right. This is all it's going to be. I need a, a, no, I got an iPhone. Never mind. Never mind. All right. So, Lawrence, assume your position, please. Nice in front in the, in the middle right here. Okay. How many of you guys think Lawrence is going to win? Nobody. What? This is a wrestling game, okay? Remember this. Oh, snaps. Okay, okay, what, what, what? I'll leave my stuff on, I don't need to pick it up. This is legit right there, that's legit. Give me one second, all right? Give me one second. Wait, wait. I'll give you guys, you have 30 seconds to flip him on his back. That's all you got. That's all you got. You can do it, yeah, he, he's staying there, but you can do whatever you want. You can actually go up to him right now and get yourself in position better one than that. All right. How many people think Manny's gonna win? Oh, not a lot of people. He's got on your head. You look a little swole though, right? Ready? One, two, three, go! Oh, 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 who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Oh, 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 oh! Oh, 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 no, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. This is, this is intense. You good? You good? No. You didn't get you on your back. Don't stop. I hear voices trying to speak to me. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Eight seconds. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Oh, no, no. I don't know. I don't know if it counts. I don't know if it counts. I don't know if it counts. It was literally on the time. Who says it counts? Who says it counts? What happened? No, no, we don't got time for the rematch now, but all right. If you think it counted, make some noise. All right, I think it's fair and square, man. He got you at the 30 second mark. All right, give it up for Lawrence one more time. And Manny, Manny won, Manny won. All right, great, awesome guys. Wow, 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 wow. Alrighty, guys, we're gonna now uh, get into our servant series. So it looks like Lord on the music now and all that. How many guys excited for tonight? Look to your neighbor and say to your neighbor just something really nice to them. Just be like, yo, man, like you, you super, you super nice looking today. You smell good. You smell good. Don't give him no fake compliment now. You, you find something, you compliment him, all right? You don't hit on them either, all right? Don't be hitting on the person next to you. Just say something nice. I feared for the mic. The mic looked like it was about to get caught into that, that tumble right there. Awesome. 
All right, guys, we're going to be continue, continuing on in our sermon series called His Great Love. We've been doing this so far for the majority of the winter since December, and we really are just hitting all the little aspects of what it means, what God's love means to us. And, you know, it's really just a special thing because we are so used to the world and what the world says is love, but when we actually get to have that little glimpse of of what God says is love and his, the, just the greatness of that. That's actually just something that we really need to hear and get more understanding of because it transforms who we are and it transforms our relationships as well. So I hope that you guys are being blessed by this. I know that I've been, and I want you guys just to go deeper with God throughout this whole entire time. I don't want you just to be coming on Fridays and saying, oh, that's enough, and then you go back home and it's nothing, nothing's changed. What this is supposed to do, it's supposed to get you closer to God in that intimate relationship with God where you can go to him in that place in your prayer closet or anything like that and you just go and talk to him and you can actually uh, bring the things that you've learned in these Fridays and just just go after him with those things, thank, thank, saying thank you, God, for removing a heart of stone in me. Thank you, God, for being the God who's always there. Even if I turn my back on you, you're, you're the father who is waiting for me at the end of the road at my house. So I hope you guys are being blessed by this. Let's pray before we, before we get into today's sermon. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight, God, and we are asking that you would reveal more of your love to us today, God, that you, you would just share a glimpse of it, God. I know that we, in our hearts and our minds, we can't possibly understand how great and how big you are, God. We are just finite beings. We are just simple creatures here on this earth, God, but you are above that. You created everything. You created the heavens and the earth, God. And so I ask you, God, that you would just reveal that to us today. Speak to us today. Make it so applicable to us today, God, that we would leave out of this place having the deeper connection with you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. All right, the title of today's sermon is called He Came Down. Everybody say, He Came Down. He Came Down. If you have your Bibles, please turn to John chapter 1, verse 14. John chapter 1, verse 14. And I'm actually going to read just one scripture verse before I get into that. So just go to that scripture verse either way. John chapter 1, verse 14. All I'm going to read is this, John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. This is talking about Jesus. If you look into the context of this whole entire chapter, it's very simple. This whole entire chapter is just giving you a glimpse of why we believe Jesus is God. He's not just a God. He's not just the son of God, but he is God himself. He is God. He was with God, and he was God, and he is is God now. And so that's just some context into that. And now we're going to talk about what really is we're talking about today. First John, uh, sorry, John chapter 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Everybody say dwelling. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son. Everybody say glory. Who came from the father full of grace and truth. It's a really simple scripture verse. A really, really simple thing. But I want you guys to really understand this today. How many of you guys woke up today? I bet everybody here woke up today, right? Now, I bet you that when you woke up today, nothing super magical or fantastical happened, right? I bet you when you woke up, you probably had some eye crust like in your eyes and all that stuff. You probably had a groggier voice, probably didn't feel good. You looked at your alarm, you're like, ah, I don't want that. You threw your phone across the room or whatever you did. You had a really normal, mundane morning, right? 
And then you went to school, and then you probably had a teacher that was like, brah, 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 brah. And you were like, oh, my gosh, this is never going to stop. And why, why are we learning about this? It's not even that important. I bet you had a very mundane school day. You probably went on the bus. You looked at the CTA driver. The CTA driver wasn't a centaur with, like, horns and all that stuff. It wasn't, like, magic coming out of him, like a fairy driving around or whatever. No, it wasn't like that. It was just a regular person, and they were, like, looking at you, waiting for you to put your stuff in. And if, like, you were taking a long time, they probably said something to you. And because you probably were, like, right next to the school stop, everybody was getting on the bus at the same time. The CTA driver was really frustrated, and they were like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for these kids to get off the bus already. It was pretty a mundane ride. You probably went home. And you didn't have the most amazing meal. Maybe you had a good meal, right? But it wasn't the most amazing thing. It wasn't like you walked in. It was like this fantasy feast of sorts. It wasn't anything like that. It was just a normal day. You see, we get so used to the normal things in this world that we don't think that there's something above this world. We say, oh, this is just what life is. Life is just these mundane things. It's just these things that I see with my eyes all the time. And very so often we forget how big the world is or how big the universe is or how big anything is in general. We don't even think of these concepts like, for instance, time. Time is passing by all the time. Get it? Time is passing by all the time. Each second. Next one. Next one. What about when you look in the stars? You can look in the sky and you cannot even possibly imagine how big or how wide or how ma massive the universe is. You couldn't possibly imagine it. All our understanding now, it's just it pales in comparison. We could never, ever, even if we had the greatest technology possible, we could never, ever reach the end of the universe. We could never. So we think about these things, but then we just kind of limit our minds. We kind of put ourselves in that little box, that little bubble. Oh, this is what the world is. Just the mundane world. You see, but there's a God, and this God he doesn't have to live in that little box, in that little bubble of your mind or in your world. He's actually above the world. He's actually greater than all the things that you can possibly think about. All the textbooks and all the truth that you find in your textbooks, guess who understands that? Guess who dictated that? Guess who, uh, who put it together? It's God. All your chemistry, all your physics, all your mathematics. God understands these principles. He gets it. And more than that, you yourself. God created you to have an just a, a crazy complex being. You're more than just thoughts. You're also feelings, but you're more than feelings. You're also thoughts. You also get to dictate how you live your life. You make your story. Everything that you do right now, I'm putting my hand up. It's part of my story. We're complex beings. Yet God's, God knows us to the very deepest parts of who we are. He knows us. He designed us. So that even the single cell in itself is so complex, people are still boggled by it. Even DNA in itself, the, the, the littlest thing you can think about, even DNA in itself, it is so complicated. But there's a God who understands that. A God who knows that. So we live in our life. We kind of go with it, the mundane. Then we get disappointed with people. We think there can possibly be no love. See, but the Bible right here, and John chapter 1, verse 14 says something very, very amazing. It says the word, and what was the word? The word was God, right? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He came down and was with us. 
Now, I don't know if you probably don't have a big view of God right now because a lot of you guys are like, huh? What does that mean? God came down and put flesh on and has dwelled with us. Does anybody even get that concept there? There's a God who cannot be contained in the universe, but he's able to go in the universe. There's a God who has an infinite mind who can think of infinite universes and infinite dimensions, and yet he became flesh. Flesh. Fingers, nails, hair follicles that fall down and all that. He became that. And what did he do with that? He made his dwelling among us. He came to be with us. He came down. He did more than just come down. He was with us. This is the story of Jesus. It doesn't even have to be Christmas before we even talk about Jesus when he came down. Jesus came, lived a life 30 years as a man. What did he do? He was with men. He would talk to them. He would make friendships. And then eventually he started to do his ministry. He preached. He was persecuted. He was hated. But that doesn't negate anything because the fact is still that he came down to do that. He was the Lamb of God, as the Bible says in this chapter. He was the Lamb of God to sacrifice himself for the sins of all mankind. He was the sacrifice for us all. Why would this God, why would this God do this? Why, why would he be like this? Because on top of the great magnitude of this God that you're thinking about right now, how awesome he can be, how many things he can do, no matter how great you put him up to be, there's still an attribute in there that you might not be thinking about, and it's his love. It's his love that is there. It's his love that compelled him to come down, to save humanity because humanity was lost. And it's not just saying humanity. It's saying you. You were lost. If you are not saved today, you are lost. But he came down, made his dwelling to be with us, to sacrifice himself for us. Go to Psalm chapter 18. Psalm chapter 18, verse 3. If you have a paper Bible, it's probably going to be like straight dab in the middle of your Bible because it's the biggest book, 150 chapters. Psalm chapter 18, verse 3. And we're going to read just a really big portion of this. And can I have Jason please come up to the keys? And this is what it says in Psalm chapter 18, verse 3. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. All that mundane that I just talked about, what I just said about being lost, this is not just going to be another salvation message. This is not going to be just that. I want everyone to hear this. This is foundational right here. This is going to be with you to the very day that you die right here. This is going to be something that either A, you will always believe in, or B, something you will always reject. I'm saying this right now. I'm telling you guys right now. This is something you should always remember. doesn't matter what you do after this. Remember this. 
that this God, he sees where you're at. How you can be broken, how you are broken. How everything is coming up against you. Yourself, your own actions, everything that you can possibly think of. He is seeing that. And all he's waiting for you to do is just cry out to him. You see, Jesus came, yeah, he came and he became flesh. He made his dwelling among us. But there's something, there needs to be something that has to happen. If we want to receive him, something needs to happen. We need to cry out to him. We need to say, God, I need your help. God, I need you now. I'm coming to this church because I know that I need you. I don't want to do it my way anymore, God. I want to, I want to see the, the righteousness. I want to see the holiness. I want you to, to, break, to break everything that's not of you and put things that are of you in me now. I want you to clear the plate. Start over in my life. Do whatever you have to do. I just don't want to do things anymore the wrong way. I don't want to be the wrong person anymore. I don't want to be that person that's harboring those things in my life anymore or living by the ways of the world anymore, even succumbing to my own sins, my own desires. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to go with you. I just want to be with you. God, would you please come help me? I don't know what to do. I know you're powerful, God. I know you're bigger than I am, and I can't do it with these hands. I can't do it with my words. I can't do it with my feelings or anything like that. I can go ahead and write it down. I can go ahead and talk about it to my friends, but it doesn't mean anything because inside of me there is something that's missing. There is something that I cannot possibly fathom or get together on my my own. I need your help, God. I need your help. I need it. I'm desperate. You're the only thing left. This is the road that is finished right here, God. In my life, I can't go on anymore. I won't take another step. Every step hurts. Every single breath I'm taking on this road is killing me. I can't do it anymore. What does the Bible say right here? From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him. The dark rain clouds of the sky, out of the bright of his presence, clouds advance with hailstorms and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most, the most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy with great bolts of lightning. He routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebu- rebuke, Lord. Rebuke. At the blast, at the, the, the blast of breath from his nostrils, from your nostrils, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. You see, the earth bows to God. And you see, you hear Jesus coming, and you say, oh, that's so cute. That's just so cute. Jesus came, you know, and the baby, little baby, man, just want to tickle Jesus, baby Jesus. But this is the imagery that you should have. 
he got sick and tired of hearing the cries of his people. He got sick and tired of seeing them just fall and fall and fall into sin. And so he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down and I'm going to dwell with them. I'm going to come down and I'm going to do something so great, so radical, that the love that they would experience from it would fill them up and transform them and change them, actually make them born again. That is what I'm going to do. When a God who is above everything, comes into the earth. When a God who knows everything, knows the pain that you have, and comes into the earth to die for you, that's what that looks like right there. A God who's passionate, a God who's saying, I am not playing games with you. I see you, I see your, I see what you want, I see the cries that you are giving to me, and I am going to come and meet you. This ain't no fake church. This ain't no fake religion. It's nothing like that. This is here now. Do you want to experience God? Stop playing the game. Stop saying, I, oh, I really want to experience God. But then you go and you live like the world afterwards. If you want to experience God, then come to the altar and then just go broken before him and saying, God, I need you. I need you. I can't do it anymore. It's either your way or I'm, I'm done. It's hard when we hear messages like this because we see how good, how awesome God is, but then we understand if God really is going to do this, he needs to hear our real cries of help. He really needs to hear us say, I want you. I can tell you right now there's been plenty of nights I stood up crying out to God. Plenty of nights I stood out crying to God, God, I need you in this situation. God, I need you in this situation so bad. I can't do this I can't do this, God. I'm not strong enough. It doesn't matter if you're a man. It doesn't matter if you have been raised cold. When your heart, what's happening, you know you need God. Cry out to him. The last scripture verse I want you guys to look at is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 says this. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by human hands, by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a royal priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Just want to skip down a few verses here. Just continue on where it says, but you are a chosen people. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Everybody say special. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Does anybody see what this scripture verse just said? What does he do when he comes? What what, what does he do? He calls us out. He makes us a chosen people. He makes us a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his special possession. If God is a warrior, then God is going to conquer anything he comes and fights. If God is a warrior, he's going to go and he's going to rout the enemy. And what is he going to do with you? He's going to say, oh, man, I messed up, you know, I, I I don't have anything to show for it. No, he's going to say, look, I saved 
Alec. He's my special possession. He's a chosen person, a holy nation. That's what we can have with God. When God comes and he sees us, our cries for help, not only does he help us, but then he transforms us and makes us something so beautiful we can't even comprehend it. The God of the universe calling us out of all the things, out of all the things in his creation, he calls us his special possession. This is his great love. This is the love of God. You can go ahead and look high and low in people. You can go ahead and look left and right. You can say, I'm going to go ahead and dig deep in somebody's heart and see if they can love me this way. But then no one's going to come from heaven, down, down from heaven for you. No one's going to be the creator of the heavens and the earth and then come down to heaven for you. It's impossible. They're not that. You are his chosen people. It's time to accept it. It's time to grab hold of that and live that way now. It's time to say, God, you came down for me. You came down for me. It may be mundane in my life. I may be able to see things like that, like uh, I think things are not special or important, especially myself. I could never think of myself as special and important. But he changes that. He says, no, 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 no. Don't you ever say that. Don't you ever think that about yourself. You are my special possession. He comes down. He rescues us. Takes our foes out. Protects us. So the question is, what do you want to do with that? What do you want to do with this belief now? What do you want to do with this relentless God? What do you want to do with this God that is saying, I want to come down and I want to take it all off your shoulders. I want to look inside your heart. I want to take it all out, all the junk out. What are you going to do when you hear about his great love? Are you going to look at it and say, thank you and receive it? Or are you going to turn away and say, I don't, I don't need that? The choice is up to you today. Even for people here who are saved, even people who are deacons or, or in 201, it does not matter. Because I know that the heart can grow cold. I know that the heart can grow, just start shielding itself from even sermons and things of that sort. And I'm telling you guys, if you are not really understanding about his love in your life, then you need to get it right today. You need to stop going ahead and looking to fiancés or girlfriends or boyfriends or jobs or anything like that. I want you guys to listen to my heart today. This is what I, what I said earlier still applies to even to you guys, all the 201ers and elders and deacons here. What are you going to do when you hear about his great love? Are you going to stand before him and are you going to say, God, thank you for that? Or are you going to shun him away and you're going to say, I want something else in this life. You're not that good. And make an idol out of things. Are you going to make an idol out of things in your life? Pretend that you got it all settled, but you don't really have a real love relationship with him. 
You couldn't possibly understand his great love. As a matter of fact, you live it out as if it's something normal in your life and you just kind of get by with it. Oh, thank you, God. I gave you my, my 10 minutes devotional. Bam, I'm out now. Have mercy on us, God, if that's our hearts. When we hear about what you would do for, for your people and then we just brush it off like that. So in this place, we're just going to have the altar call. So if everybody can please stand up. We're going to do this in succession. So we're actually going to start off with anybody who is an elder or deacon. If you want to just come up and you just want to get closer to God, if you're saying, oh, man, I've made this about something else, I want you to come up here too. I want you to come up. I don't care if you're in the sound booth. I don't care if you're in the back. Today we're not going to be playing that game with Elevate. We're not playing that game in the church of God anymore. We're not doing that. We're making things. We're, sh- we're sifting things if we have to, but we're going after God today. If you're a two wonder in this house, I want you to come up then. If you are the one who's saying, man, I really, really, really am making my life more about these other things, about idols, than about God's love. I'm not really receiving God's love. I'm making it something that it's not. I'm not really seeking after him. And I want you to come up as well right now. I don't want you guys to be shy. I don't want you guys to be uh timid. You guys are the leaders in this place. And I know, I know that there are people in this room from 201. If you're a 101-er in this place, if you're saying, I need to get closer to him, I, I want to just re- receive his love like never before, then you can come up right now as well. Now, anybody else who wants to come up, if you want to come up now, you can come up to the the altar. We have Lani to come up to the, the mic over here. She will sing the song I asked her to sing. Just right now in your own words, go after him. Jesus.
Jesus, God. Oh, Lord. So close to your heart, and it makes me feel home again. Oh, so close to your heart. Jesus, God, we're just seeking after you right now. So close to your heart. Said that you became flesh, that you made your dwelling among us. So close to your heart. Oh, Lord. You look down. You would come down for us, that you wouldn't see our lives as mundane, but that you would be the God who moves. You would be the God who, who wants and who would intervene in this history you would be a god who would break apart our own understanding of what we think this life is about and you would change it and then you would call us to be a a royal priesthood a a chosen nation a chosen people a special possession and it makes me feel loved again oh lord we just are seeking half you that god We want to receive your your love unlike we have ever before. So close to your heart. We don't want to go ahead and and play church or do any of that. So close to your heart. We want this, God. We want you, Lord. We want you, Jesus. The one who comes down for us. The one who loves us so much that would send his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. We want you, Lord. Oh, everything else is meaningless. Everything else is nothing. Everything else is literally mundane compared to you. But we want you. We want the God who knows us intimately. We want the God who is deeper than our own skin. We want the God that is as close to our heart as our heart beat. We want that God that knows us in and out. Every thought, every motive, every feeling that we get. We want that God. We want to know you so closely, God. We want to experience your love so in such a real palpable way, God. And it makes me feel loved again. So close to your heart. Jesus. So close to your heart. Jesus. I want to be close to your heart. Jesus. Wanna be close to your heart. Jesus. So close to your heart. You just sing the song from the top. And I want everybody in this room to, to hear the lyrics of this song. You look down from heaven. 
open to him, with eyes gazing at him, wondering about him, would you just let him speak to you right now? I'm so close to your heart, Lord. Just let him speak to you right now. Let him speak to you his truth into your life right now. Let his light come into your world right now. Let his light come into your your very being right now. Jesus. I'm so close to your heart. Jesus. I'm so close to your heart. You and me. You and me. So close to your heart. Jesus. So close to your heart. It's where I want to be, Lord. And just now, just start just so start saying to him, what are you going to do now to respond to his love? He asks you to, to be called out, a chosen people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. He's asking you now. He's saying, will you now be my special possession? Will you now live the way I want you to live? Will you now follow my ways? I've come down. I've rescued you. I've come down. I've showed you my love. Now, would you come and follow me now? Would you come and just serve me now? Would you stop following the idols of the world? Would you stop following all the false gods? And would you stop following your own things that you think are actually going to amount to something? Would you just start listening to my voice? Would you start listening to my love Will you just follow me? Will you follow me in my righteousness and my holiness? I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans for your life. All the days of your life, I know what, what you're going to go through, and I want to be there for you. I know what you, what you want to do, and I want to do great things through you. Not just things that the world thinks are great, but what I know is going to count for eternity. Jesus. Just start giving it to him. Say, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all, God. Whatever you want me to do. If you love me this much, that you would come down. That you would come down. You would become a man. That you would die on the cross, a gruesome death. God, would you just please just do what you want with my life. You, you already are more powerful than I could ever even think of. I just want to live for you. I want to be in your will. 
I want to be in your presence all the days of my life. I want to be friends with you. I want to hear your voice. I want to see your face. I want to be in your presence all the days of my life. I don't care if I have to come to church all these days of the week. I don't care what I'll do, God. I just want to go after you. Jesus. And it makes me feel loved again. Yes, Lord. So close to your heart. Oh, Lord, we thank you for that love in this house now. We thank you for the love that you're just showing us. It makes me feel whole. The love that you're just pouring out on us, God. If we see you as how how mighty, how awesome you are. Truly, there is no one like you. There was no one like you. My soul Who could, finds wh- rest what religion would say this? What other people would say this? You are beyond that. You are not just a God that just judges on scales, but you are also seeing us, and you give us mercy, and you give us grace. You lavish on us your love. You sing songs of joy and rejoice over us. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for that. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus. And I ask that Steve comes up and he just would close us out in prayer. Everybody can please just stand on your feet. Maybe hold the, the hand of your neighbor. This is a big family. Big family time right now. Let's just pray out. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. God, we thank you, Lord God, for who you are, God. We thank you, Lord God. You took upon flesh, God, and you you ripped through history, God. You ripped, Lord God, through this world, God. Nothing held you back, God. Nothing was able, Lord God, to withstand you, God. You crushed everything, God, including the enemy, God, in order to get to us, God, to show us your love, God. And I pray that tonight, God, we will stop running from you, God. And we will stop running from you, God, and we will just stay there and know that you are God and allow you to love us, allow you, Lord God, to have your way. And I pray, Lord God, that you would do that, Lord God, in the lives that are here represented, God. That, Lord, today, God, they would feel your embrace, God. That today, God, they would feel, they would feel your finger, God, upon their life, God. And that you would reign, God. And that you would begin to make them born again in the name of Jesus. God, you're not a game, God. You're not some once upon a time fairy, God. You're the living God, the creator of heaven and earth. May we honor you as such, God. And God, you are love. And may we submit to your love, God. Have your way, God, in this place. And for eternity, God, in Jesus' name. Everybody says, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. If you want an after party, stick around.